0: The cat sat Everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RPG Companion Podcast, the podcast about all things RPGs and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, today we're doing a little bit of a series. This is going to be part one of a series of going over character creation. Uh, first thing, I know there's a lot of videos out there already. Um, we are going to be doing it slightly different. Uh, this part one, we're not even going to be making a character. We're going to be cr- going over the character sheet itself first. Uh, hopefully it won't be too long and this is going to be available by audio as well too, so you can listen to it in the car or you know whenever uh, you know whenever you listen to podcasts out there. So, um, like I said before, we're going to be going over the character sheet because I feel as a brand new player who really has no idea about anything about Dungeons and Dragons, and I've had plenty of people come up to me. You know, we tell them how to create a character, right? But we never really go over what what a lot of the things on the character she even mean or do. Um, uh, some of these I'm going to be touching on lightly in here and others will be diving in deeper when we actually create a character. So... Let's just let's just go over it, right because some of these here they may not make sense to newer players. Experienced players, yeah, they're gonna know this inside and out here. So let, let's just go ahead and start off uh, right from the very top, and we're gonna go over each of the three sheets of the standard Dungeons and Dragons character sheet that is the very common one. It's found in the player's handbook. It's found on for free online. Uh, the one that we're doing right now, I found on the official Wizards of the Coast website where I downloaded it, and it's even PDF form fillable so you know you can see here you can type it in and it's a great way to where you know you don't want to have to you know constantly write out characters erase them and all that stuff and maybe you want to have your first character sheet look nice and neat and print it out so let's just let's just get on with it right uh starting off from the very top uh pretty obvious here character names would be the name of your character your class and level uh so this is going to be where you input your character's classes and level and I say classes because you can multi-class so say you want to be a rogue and a bard uh, you'd put rogue one and bard one or rogue two and bard five something like that meaning that you took two levels of rogue and five levels of bard right so you're all together a level seven character Uh, race pretty obvious what race is your character human half elf orc you know kobold Gensai Tortle, there's, there's so many races out there. Uh, background, background is going to be really tied into your character's backstory, and also your character's personality as well. Background meaning, you know, how did your character come up in the world? Uh, were they an orphan? Were they an acolyte for the church? Were they a pirate? Were they a sailor? Did they used to be a part of the military? You know, do, do, were they a folk hero? Were they a farmer? Were they a commoner? You know, whatever it may be, um, just a lot of backgrounds out there and there's going to be a lot of unofficial backgrounds as well too. Uh, Anything you use that's not officially in the player's handbook or any other official written works of wizards of the coast be sure to just ask your dm for it as well too there's a lot of campaign books out there as well too. official campaign books that do have other backgrounds as well that's not in the player's handbook uh sometimes those backgrounds tie in with that specific campaign story so like i said if you want to try to use those but you're not playing that specific campaign be sure to ask your dm for any advice on if you can or can't do it uh Player name, pretty self-explanatory. What's your name? Uh, Experience points. Again, pretty self-explanatory. You keep track of how many experience points you have. And then there are stats and charts in the player's handbook and all over online to determine how many experience points you need to get to the next level. And then alignment. Alignment is, you know, that's always a fun thing, is, is your character. Basically, to keep it simple here is your character good neutral or bad and I know that's really simplifying it there's technically nine alignments if I have it correctly one two three one two three one two three, one, two, three. yeah Um, and just to go over the alignments real quick uh, the alignments are Lawful good, someone that can be counted on to do the right thing as expected by society. Neutral good, someone who does the best they can to help others according to their needs. Chaotic good, someone who acts as their conscious directs with little regard to what happens to others. Uh, Lawful neutral, someone who acts in accordance with law, tradition, or personal codes. True neutral, someone who prefers to steer clear of moral questions and does not take sides and doing what seems best at the time. Chaotic neutral, someone who follows their whims, holding their personal freedom above all else. Lawful evil, someone who methodically takes what they want within the limits of a code, tradition, loyalty, or order. Uh, when I think of the three evils, a uh, lawful evil, I sort of picture: if you're a fan of Star Trek, I picture Cardassians as being very lawful evil. They follow their kind of law, their code of tradition, while doing kind of evil things like taking over Bajor or, you know, killing the um, Maquis or anything like that. Neutral Evil, I sort of picture as Ferengi. I I know more Ferengi towards next gen than compared to Deep Space 9 Ferengi. (laughs) Uh, neutral evil being described as someone who does whatever they can get away with without compassion or qualms, very Ferengi-like in my in my opinion. There, chaotic evil, someone who acts with arbitrary violence spurred by their greed, hatred, or bloodlust. That right there is just pure Klingons right there. That that's that's pure Klingons. That they just pretty much attack and kill you know just because their honor or whatever you may call it, and that could be construed as more lawful evil but we're sort of veering off track here so those as you can see uh there's good neutral and evil and each within each of those sections there's three subsects of lawful neutral and chaotic bringing us to nine alignments and so you want to sort of determine what alignment your character would be now alignment I feel is not very black and white. alignment can be fluid and your DM may do it fluidly as well too. You may start off as lawful good, but stuff happens in the campaign where you start to become lawful neutral, right? And you know your DM may change your alignment. it should whatever happens at that point. Um, whatever may happen in the campaign. Uh, So let's get on to the left side of the screen here. The Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma. So what are those exactly? Uh, Some of these may be sort of self-explanatory, but we'll go over them pretty quickly. So these are going to be your character's stats, determining how strong or smart or wise your character is and there's a lot of different ways to come up with stats which we'll go over when we're actually creating a character but this time I just sort of want to define what each of these stats mean Uh, first starting off with strength this is your character's ability to you know see how much they can lift and carry your character's physical strength and natural athleticism dexterity being your character's physical agility and determining how fast they are and how good their reflex are and their balance and poise constitution is this is your character's health the physical health stamina and vital force this determines how long your character can keep going and how much damage they can take Uh, think of this as your stamina essentially intelligence this determines how smart your character is how analytical they are their critical thinking skills uh, how, how they how good are they at Recalling information. Uh, Think of it as being book smart is the best way of thinking about it. Wisdom. This determines how wise your character is. Uh, Think of this as how insightful your character is and their intuition as to reading people. right? I think of this as being more street smart compared to intelligence. And then finally, charisma. This determines your character's confidence, their speaking skills, their leadership. Think of an extroverted person who is the life of the party. They have a lot of great charisma because people want to be around them. Uh, Their charisma could be considered very high. Um, So that's sort of the basic of the stats. So we're going to go over this next line here and go over sort of what each of these mean. This is where you keep track of your inspiration points. Uh, Think of inspiration as basically a free d20 roll for an attack roll saving throw or an ability check Uh, these are typically rewarded by the DM for really good role playing or for really good playing in general Um, I like to award these mainly for really good role playing and and if if there was a really good session and everybody had fun uh, I like to award inspiration points now your character can only have one point at all times and they decide when they want to use it Uh, proficiency bonus this is keeping track your character's proficiency bonus uh it starts off at plus two and every few levels it goes up these are for this is for a bonus that your character is going to be proficient in certain skills so that plus two will bump up that point or those points for that certain skill or saving throw now we have saving throws here a saving throw represents an attempt to resist a spell avoid a trap Uh, poison or disease or any kind of similar threat your DM is going to definitely let you know when you need to make a saving throw Uh, this could be as I said before a spell a trap poison anything like that each character is going to be proficient in different kinds of saving throws Uh, Certain classes will determine what your proficiency is in saving throws. Say, one class may be proficient in strength saving throws, while another may be proficient in constitution or intelligence saving throws. I think, I'm pretty sure, each class gets two saving throws to be proficient in. Next, let's go over all these skills here real quick. I've got just quick definitions of each one. Uh, Most of these are going to be sort of self-explanatory, but some of them... May be a little bit confusing here for new players uh, acrobatics uh, this is your character attempting to do something like performing a flip or roll balancing themselves on a tightrope for instance or trying to run across a roof really fast animal handling attempting to calm down an animal or ensuring they don't get spooked or you're trying to control a mount, right uh, arcana, seeing how well your character can recall magical lore, uh, different forms of magic or symbols or ley lines, something like that. Athletics is going to determine how well your character can jump, swim, or climb. Uh, sometimes it can be interchangeable with acrobatics depending on the situation. Uh, some DMs are going to be real sticklers and determine you know, anything that's climbing or jumping is athletics, which is correct. As far as the rules as written, but dexterity to me, you can make the argument that dexterity seems to have more to do with possibly jumping or climbing than strength. But that's an argument for another time here. Uh, Deception is going to be how well your character can lie or deceive someone, not telling the whole truth. Uh, History is going to be how well your character can recall bits of world history or lore or regional history of the area, Uh, perhaps the history of how certain races or creatures act or behave Uh, typically. Uh, Insight is going to be the ability to perceive someone's lie or manner, seeing if their body language is telling the truth or they may be hiding something. Something like a police officer in interrogation probably has really high insight when they're interrogating people. Uh, Intimidation, trying to influence someone in a threatening way to get what you want. Essentially, being intimidating. um, I don't know how better to describe that than yeah, trying to influence someone in a threatening manner. Investigation, looking for clues or trying to find something specific. I try not to confuse this with perception. This is your character actively looking around and digging through things to find what they're looking for. Perception is just looking and While when you roll a perception check, you're actively going to be looking, investigating is going to be more, you're looking for something completely specific to, you know, maybe I'm trying to find something with thieves can, or I'm trying to look for a certain symbol. Um, That's more investigating. Medicine is going to be attempting, your character attempting to stabilize a wound or diagnose an illness. Uh, healers would probably have this more clerics or paladins may have this kind of stuff or druids Uh, nature the ability to recall lore about terrain plants animals weather and nature cycles perception lets you spot hear or otherwise detect the presence of something measures your general awareness of your surroundings Performance, attempting, or I'm sorry, your character attempting to perform a song or dance, get an audience and good cheer. Could be any form of entertainment, you know, doing poetry, uh, dancing, um, being a comedian, anything like that. Uh, Persuasion, attempting to influence someone with tax, social graces, or good nature. Religion, ability to recall lore about deities, religious lore, and holy symbols, and sometimes for prayer for your god or goddess. Sleight of hand, the act of finding an object that belongs to you, but someone else happens to have it in their possession. Hmm, but it's also normally used for stealing or planting objects and making sure you are unseen. Stealth, attempting to make sure you are unseen from other eyes, such as sneaking away or infiltrating an enemy camp. And then last but not least is survival, the ability to track animals for hunting or being able to follow trails or paths that lead you to your next destination. So that is it for skills right there. Uh, Like I said, quick overview. And next, we're going to talk about passive perception. Now, passive perception is your character's ability to notice things such as threats or their surroundings passively. So, this can be a little bit misconstrued from passive perception and just regular perception. Passive perception is, you know, you're walking down a road and you're not trying to look for something but you happen to notice someone running right you know right beside you right that's your pass. you passively notice that perception is you're actively looking for something you're actively looking for that runner to run past you so sometimes i've noticed newer players get confused with that so that to me hopefully that's a good explanation right there Uh, The next bubble we have here is called other proficiencies and languages. So each character uh, race and class are going to have a lot of different proficiencies, Uh, whether they are proficiencies in certain weapons or armors or tools or instruments and languages each race can speak different languages. Sometimes your background will help you speak another language as well too. And your background may help you learn other proficiencies as well. So this is a good little spot to put in all your proficiencies right there and make note of what your character is proficient at. Starting at the top of the second column here is your armor class. This number determines how well your character can avoid being hit in battle. Now, things that contribute to your armor class Include armor, shield, your dexterity modifier, and certain spells or magical items help boost your armor class. Obviously, the higher the number, the better, and the harder it is for any kind of creatures to hit you. Uh, Next, we have initiative. This determines your bonus to see when in the round your turn begins during combat. Uh, This number is your dexterity modifier so if your dexterity modifier is plus two plus three your initiative is going to be plus two or plus three your speed is going to be how fast your character can move in one round of combat most races have a speed of 30 feet some have 25 20 or even up to 40 feet meaning that they can move 40 feet in one round of combat or 25 feet uh, so for this section right here for hit points, I'm going to sort of combine it all here. So your hit points are, as you can guess, is how much health your character has. So most characters are going to start, start off with a low amount of hit points, average of 10 For instance, so you're going to have 10 hit points and if an enemy does 10 or more damage to you, you are unconscious or having to start rolling for death saves. Uh, Death saves being right here. So you have to roll three successful death saves in order to stabilize your character. If you get three failures, your character is dead for good or if they're somehow able to be resurrected back. Um, Temporary hit points are just as... The name implies they are temporary hit points your character gets to keep until they take a long rest or until they go away. So let's say you have 10 hit points and 5 temporary hit points and you take 7 damage. That means you lose all 5 of those temporary hit points and then take 2 hit points from your current hit points at that point. So bringing you down to 8 hit points altogether. Um, hit dice now are de- dice that you can spend to get your health back up to max. So during a short rest, you can spend these hit dice to recover lost hit points, and they don't come back until after a long rest. Now, don't forget during a long rest or after a long rest, you don't get all of your hit points your hit dice back if you have no. you can only get up to 4 hit dice during a long rest so let's say you're level 5 and you spend all 5 hit dice you're only going to get 4 of those back after a long rest Under Attacks and Spellcasting is going to be the place where you're going to insert your most commonly used weapons and spells here for referencing the damage output they can do during combat. Uh, You have the name of the weapon here, the attack bonus, and the damage slash type. And you can also put spells here as well, too, like Magic Missile, your attack bonus for it, if, if it does have an attack bonus, and the damage it does as well, too. I like using these for, obviously, the common weapons I'm going to be using, and for any kind of common spells as well, too, if I'm going to be playing a spellcaster. Obviously, if I'm playing a wizard, Fireball is going to go here at number one, while everything else is, I, I think that's all you need as a wizard, right, is just Fireball. Uh, next is going to be your character's equipment right here. Um, the thing with equipment is a, every character starts off with a pack, like an adventurer's pack or a, an herbalist pack, something like that. And that pack is going to have a lot of items in there. I wouldn't even bother writing all the items in that pack because it's a lot of stuff. Just write down your basic equipment, such as what kind of armor you have, you know what's in your bags, how much money. Um, Do you even have a bag on you? Do you have a backpack? Stuff like that just so you can put on equipment there. So starting on the third column of the first character sheet is going to be your character's personality traits. Uh, The player's handbook has a list of possible personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws your character may have depending on the background they choose. Now you can either roll randomly to, to determine what each of those traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws are, or you can pick and choose which one or you can make up your own. Uh, if you do decide to make up your own, I would definitely check with your DM first to see if they allow that and this this also helps you determine how to role play your character as well too. Now, some DMs may hold you to this, like if your character has a flaw of, you know, they can't tell a lie right? And your your DM may hold you to that To where, oh, they have a flaw of never being able to lie. They can't tell a lie. You know, stuff like that. So just be wary of what you choose and put in here because some DMs can be sticklers for making you whatever you put in here, it's written as stuff. And then the last thing on the first character sheet is features and traits. So each racing class gets a series of features and traits and while writing the entire thing down can be very tedious and take up a lot of space, I normally just write the name of the feature or trait and maybe a note or page number I can easily look up. So like, like I said before, each race like we'll give elf for an instance right so elves have a feature of trancing where they don't have to sleep for 8 hours to get the effects of a long rest they can only they only have to meditate for 4 hours to get the effects of a long rest so you'd put something on here like trance and maybe you don't want to write the whole thing down so you could do trance and do something like phb page 7 Right. I don't know the page off the top of my head. So you could type out or write out something like that. So you know in your player's handbook to okay, trance does what again? Oh, it's on page seven. Let me look it up real quick. And same with your class as well. Too your class is gonna have a lot of features and traits as they level up as well. All right, so that sort of does it for the first page here. The next two pages aren't gonna take as long. And So this sort of it, I hopefully this explains pretty well this first page it, it can be pretty daunting for new players because it's like, whoa, there's all this stuff and I have no idea what to do here. but hopefully that sort of explains what the first page does here. The second page, second and third page are a little bit easier here. Uh, on the second page we have at the top uh, your your character's age, height, weight, skin color, eyes, and hair um, you basically think of this as your custom, You know, your creator customizer that you think of like in Skyrim or something like that, you know, you can write out how they look and go from there. And if you're really good at drawing, if you're really good at drawing, you can even draw them out or you can find a picture online and, you know, paste the picture right there as well, too. and this next box it's pretty self-explanatory allies and organizations as you campaign in your adventures and play you're going to come across allies and organizations and maybe in certain cities you have an ally or a contact you want to write down like oh, okay I know Bill from you know the city of Baldur's Gate right and Bill helped me out by you know telling me that there was a sneak attack coming in the night Something like that. So, you could just put down Bill, you know, who's in the Gold Tavern. Something like that. You know, right? That way, you know, next time you're in Boulder's Gate and you want to go to the Gold Tavern, you can go see Bill. Okay? And it's just a really nice little list of just being able to put little allies that you're character has come across uh, additional features and trait just you know if you fill up the page here on the first page you have some more room here for writing down additional features and traits treasure I mean yeah this is treasure that you find essentially um, I sort of always use this as a secondary equipment list sort of area. And where you may run out of putting stuff here in equipment, writing it down, and now you have this sort of extra box and treasure here. Uh, your character backstory, if you want to write more of your character's backstory, here it is, and here's a perfect spot for you, um, depending on how in-depth... You want to make your character backstory this may not even be enough space here because i've had plenty of players give me you know typed up two to three pages of documentation on their character's backstory which is awesome it's cool so this most of the time i'm going to figure this probably is not going to be enough space here all right last but certainly not least page is going to be the spell casting page now not every class is going to need this page here uh, these are going to be mainly for spell casters only so going up here just at the top uh, you have your spell casting ability meaning what Is your spellcasting stat. Some spellcasters have charisma, wisdom, or intelligence as their spellcasting stat. So you'd put something like, okay, so they're a bard, right? So their charisma is going to be their spellcasting ability. Their spell save DC is going to be the number that creatures or other players would have to be in order to successfully save from the spell so they don't get hit by fireball or charmed or anything like that. So each class is going to have a different determination on how they determine the number of spells save. Um, you know, you just put in the number here. It's going to start off as twelve, and your spell attack bonus is also going to be a different number as well. It's going to, and so some of these spells you have to make a spell ranged attack, right? So something oh my gosh, like Firebolt, right? You're going to have a spell attack. You can use your spell attack bonus of it. Just like if you're hitting something with a bow or a melee attack, you use your spell attack bonus to add the bonus of your D20 roll. So say you roll a 12, you now add plus 5. It's now a 17 and does 17 hit. Boom, it does. So here is... Here this is a little bit self-explanatory here. You've got 10 areas for spells, uh, zero being cantrips. These are going to be all your free spells that you can put down. And each class is going to have a different number of spells that they can learn for each level. So um, most of the time, it's going it should be written pretty easily in the player's handbook for how many spells your character can know and how many they can have prepared as well too, if they are a class that has to prepare spells. So under cantrips, you just write down the name of the spell, and here from 1 through 9, 9 being the highest level spells, 1, you have you put in how many spell slots you have. Uh, Most classes are going to start off with probably about 2 to 3 spell slots in level 1, and then you also write down how many spell slots have been expended as well so on paper the way I normally do this is I'll have the number let's say two and then as I use a spell in level one I'll do a little check mark for that right there and you also write down the name of the spell here now you can put the name of the spell let's say firebolt and you can maybe put You know, quotations like, okay, this does 1d6 damage, right? And then plus your whatever, plus three. I know that's completely wrong for the amount of damage, but at least it's a sort of an easy way to sort of something that I do because it's sometimes a pain in the butt to always have to go look through the player's handbook and determine how much damage a certain spell does. Um, You know, some people do have the spell cards that they buy and use those, but for people who don't have that um, you know, it's no shame of just going, okay, Fireball does, you know, 8d6 damage and go from there. Um, And that I have to say is pretty much it. You just as you level up in, in a spellcasting class, you're going to gain more spell slots and you'll gain access to level 2, 3, you know, 4 spells as you level up, all the way up to level 9 if you ever make it that high. And I think that about covers the character sheet. So on the next part, we're actually going to go over how to create a character. And like I said, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, compared to what I've seen other people do it. And I'm hoping it's going to make sense and it's easy enough to where you don't feel nervous about creating your own character. You can create a character as fast as 10 minutes or as long as over an hour, depending on how in depth you want to get for your character. I personally enjoy making characters and I feel I hope you gain something from learning how the character sheet works and all the little specific entries of the character sheet because like I said as a new player this can be very daunting and you're not sure what to do so like I said in the next video you're gonna see or if you're listening to this you're gonna see or hear how to create a character and how to fill in this character sheet here so I just want to thank everyone for watching and listening uh this is Zuby here signing off and thank you for coming in and watching me go over the character sheet here have a great night